Okay, we are in Sefer Zechariah, Perik Yud Gimel, Pasuk Bayom Hu Yemokar. And I would point out, this is the next to last Perik of Zechariah. We have three more Prokim in Malachi, and in Mirza Hashem, we will finish by the end of the week, Treosar and the entire Navi. So we have to decide what we're going to do after that. If you've got any suggestions, do let me know what we do in Kisuvos um, and in what sequence. So we begin. Perak Gimel is a Perak, again, like the last two, that deals with, by great consensus of the Mepharshim, Achris Hayomim, the end of days, the messianic era, Golu Mago, which in itself is a very sad development because no Novi was a greater proponent of building the Bayashani than Zechariah. He was an absolute, if you pardon the expression, a cheerleader. He said, you go there and build it. Don't worry about the money. Don't worry about permission from the Persian government. Don't worry you're not a sovereign nation. Don't worry about those who say it doesn't have the same kedusha as Bayes Rishon. You build it, and out of it will flow the era of Moshiach. It will flow uh, the redemption. Just build it. And now he's talking exclusively about Achris Hayamim the days of Gogu Mago, which would indicate that the Bayes Cheney was a failure in certain respects. In other words, it did not bring the redemption. And of course, he's not even finished with the completion of Bayes Cheney, and his Nebuos are reflecting that it just will not live up to its potential. So in that way, it's very bittersweet. And so the Navi begins, on that day, again, we're talking about Gogu Mago, the Mashiach. On that day, a spring, a stream will open in base David, for the people of Yushalayim, and it will metaher the chatas and the nida. In other words, if a person was in need of a mikvah, uh, it could be a zav, a mitzorah, a nida, um, a person who was needed a chatas, the paraduma, that spring would flow from the Beis HaMikdash and Mitzaharim. Interestingly enough, this is not an original, if you want to call it metaphor, on Nebuah, the concept of a spring flowing from the Beis HaMikdash. We saw it in Yoel, which we had in Treyasar. Let me just refresh your memory. Umayan mi Beis Hashem Yetze, this is Yoel, a stream will go out from under the Beis Mikdash, the Hishka Esnachal HaShitim, and will water the river of Shitim, which is outside the boundary of B'nai Yisrael will be a far-reaching stream. Yechezkel, 
paints even a stronger vision of it, where he says, and I quote, It will come from under the threshold, Halach Kedmor, out of the eastern side of the base Hamikdash, the Hamayim Yorjim Mitachas Miketef Habayis. It goes from under the threshold of the base Hamikdash, Minegev LeMizbeach, south of the Mizbeach, a huge stream. Similarly, the Gemara in um, Yuma speaks of Yuma Ayinches. Uh, speaks of a trickle. It starts as a trickle from the base Hamikdash, growing larger and wider and more torrential <coughs> in its flow uh, as it courses through Israel, again, being mitzahir, all those that were in need of purification. Uh, the Abarbanel says, and the other Mephoshim as well, this is a metaphor. We know the classic um, saying that Ein Torah, that water is a total metaphor for Torah. Out of the base Hamikdash will flow Torah and it will be a giant stream nurturing the people, purifying them in Torah, and that that is what this metaphor stands for. Continues the Navi, in that day, I will erase the names of the idols, uh, you will not even be able to remember. The Malbin says you can't come up with a name of an idol that looms so large. You will forget them. The Gamet HaNeviim, and now the Nevi'e Sheker, that Ruach HaTuma, and the spirit of Tuma that they represented, Avir Min I will <coughs> completely eradicate from the Oretz. Abarbanel here says also that you're referring to the idols of non-Jews, of the non-Jewish nations. Not, there were not as such in that era, uh, idols of B'nai Yisrael. Continues the Navi. And now when these Nevi'eh Shechem, if they continue to prophesy falsely, <clears throat> his parents, his mother and father, Yolda will say to him, Lo you will not live. We know that it is considered in certain lists of mitzvahs, a mitzvah to kill the Navi Sheker. And here, the parents have the obligation, you will not live, you have spoken lies, the shame Hashem, using the Kodesh Baruch Hu's name, they will stab him. They will stab him because he is giving Nevi'e Sheker, and that's how strong will be the resistance to a Nevi'e Sheker. And again, there is a Chiyav to kill a Nevi'e Sheker, so it is not as harsh as it may seem. 
These Nevi'e Sheker will be so embarrassed and so humiliated. Ishmich, as you know, of what he had prophesied in his prophecies. <clears throat> he will not wear the coat. Um, <coughs> it was a special coat that these Nevi'e Sheker wore that would give them a sort of a legitimacy in their prophecy. Um, and so they would be seen to be that they're speaking the truth because they wore a, a sort of a regulation outfit that was associated with Nevi'e Sheker. It is fascinating, and I mean fascinating, the first time we see this expression of Aderet Seor is when Esau is born. It says that they came out, the twins, Yaakov was holding on to his heels, and Esau Aderes Seor, red head, red hair. So that what the Mephorshim say of this, Esau was the first Novi Sheker, as it were. So it is fascinating that that same expression is there. So as we say, the cloak that they wore gave the people a sense that they were legitimate. They're not going to even wear it out of embarrassment. But Omar, and they're going to say in their defense, I wasn't a Novi Sheker. I was a farmer. Because there were those who acquired me in my youth. Very puzzling phrase. So, the Navi Sheker is saying, I was a farmhand. What does he mean by that? And who were those that took me in as a, uh, a farmhand in my youth? So there are three shots in given. This was the Bezdin uh, that they took him aside, and the Bezdin disciplined him, and he stopped being a Navi Sheker. Two, it could be his family. His family wanted him quite simply to get a job. And he was take the job in the family business on the farm. And third, we have a tradition that a Navi Sheker, someone who was so kofair, denying the Kaddish Baruch when there is Tchiyas HaMesim, will come back with a moon, a blemish. And that's what has happened to me. Hikneni minuurai. But Omar I love, and if you say to him, then what are these bruises, these scars, these scabs between your hands? We know the Navi Sheker would often mutilate his body for some reason that gave him a legitimacy or it gave him a clarity of Nebuah. And so they're going to say, well, if you weren't a Navi Sheker, what are those scars? Those who loved me, disciplined me, gave me those scars. In other words, Bezdin may have inflicted lashes. His parents may have withhold punishment. But I am not a Navi Sheker. I am a simple, as it were, farmhand. Continues the Navi. <coughs> Arouse yourself, sword, my sword, the Algever Amiti, and those of my colleagues that serve Nom Hashem's Baruch. Kaddish Baruch is saying here 
that there were times in our history where, yes, I entrusted you to other nations, God's nation, to inflict the punishment I had decreed for you. And as we know, they've gone far beyond their original mandate. And now I'm going to deal with them, these so-called shepherds. I will turn my hand against these people. They shot to your deal at these lesser leaders who tried to tell you or give you discipline and punish you, now I will deal with them. The A very troubling puzzle. Says the Navi, and this is what it looks like it says, and at that time in the land, two-thirds of you will be destroyed one third will survive. Is the Navi saying two thirds of the Jews, Jewish nation will die, and one third will survive? And there is a big machlokes in the Gemara Sanhedrin between Rav and Reish Lakish, where one says, yes, that's exactly true, that the Kaddish who is going to wean out those two-thirds of the nation, and they're saying, no, Reisarchus says, no, uh, Rabbah says, it is two-thirds of the non-Jewish nations. It's going to leave a third of the non-Jewish nation. Now, so we're not saying, according to that Marcos, that two-thirds of the Jewish population will die and one will survive. Um, so that Machlokas in Sanhedrin makes and posits the case it's two-thirds of the non-Jewish nation. Moreover, concludes the Navi, the Hevesias Hashlishis, that third that survives, I will bring it ba'esh through fire, v'tzofarti v'tzorif, I will refine them like one refines gold or smelt silver, uh, removing all the impurities from them. Uh, that could be the nation of Israel, or we say is it could be even the foreign goyim, the foreign nations to remove the impurities from them, who ye me, and when they are refined, when they are purified, they will call my name, the Aniyanelso, I will be there to answer, Omarji Amihu. And this is what gives inference that we're talking about B'nai Israel. I will say, You are my people. Yomar Hashem Elokai, the Kaddish Baruch Hu, after this refinement process, this weaning out process, will reclaim his people. And so we will continue in this vein on the last chapter of Sechariah and Yitz Hashem tomorrow, 845. Be there, you won't want to miss it. Ad Khan. Okay? Yeah. Yeah.